It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Tepper Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. They broke into a safe. He didn't even have anything in the safe. Former President Trump's son Eric there on the FBI raid at the former president's Mar-a-Lago estate, which former President Trump says is an attack by the radical left Democrats who don't want him to run in 2024. With crime up 31 percent in New York City, subway riders are expressing fear as ridership remains at just 60 percent of pre-pandemic levels. New stats show record numbers of illegal migrants pouring across the U.S.-Mexico border under the Biden administration's lax border policies. Team from the CDC being deployed to Rockland County, where the country's first case of polio in decades detected. Another threat originating out of China, the lanternfly threatens crops in nine states. Supporters have descended upon the Mar-a-Lago estate of former President Donald Trump. The FBI executing a search warrant related to their investigation into classified records from the White House. Trump said the FBI raid is prosecutorial misconduct, the weaponization of the U.S. justice system, and an attack by the radical left Democrats who desperately don't want me to run for president in 2024. Trump's statement added, such an assault could only take place in broken third world countries. Sadly, America has now become one of those countries, saying FBI agents broke into a safe. Trump's son, Eric, spoke to Fox News about the raid. You know, they went after him. They went after all of us. There's no family in American history that has taken more arrows in the back than the Trump family every single time. And you know what? It's gone on past politics. Former House Speaker Newt Gingrich also reacted on Fox. If 30 FBI agents can take over the House of a former president of the United States and probable candidate for president, what can they do to you? The raid is part of the U.S. Justice Department's investigation after the National Archives and Records Administration retrieved from Mar-a-Lago 15 boxes of records containing classified information earlier this year. Fears persist among riders in the New York City transit system. For June, crime is up in New York City 31% year over year. Despite ridership at 60% of pre-pandemic levels back in June, New York City's mayor, Eric Adams, said the subway still could bounce back. There's going to be some times before the way people felt is going to catch up to what they are seeing and feeling right now. This is going to be one of the top and the most safe transportation system in our entire country. 30 people interviewed in an article by the New York Times said despite fears of crime, subways remain the safest and most cost-effective means of transportation. NYPD stats for June find shootings are down from 165 to 125, a 12% year-over-year decline. 
Gun arrests are up 4%, murders down 10%, but other crimes are up, including things like robberies, felony assaults, burglaries, rapes, and hate crimes. Proof of the Biden administration's lax border policies. Border Patrol agents have encountered a record number of migrants, 1,853,837 since October, according to U.S. Internal Customs and Border Protection data that was exclusively obtained by the Daily Caller News Foundation. These record numbers come after the Department of Homeland Security, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, assured the public in July that the border is secure. The border is secure. The border, um, we are working to make the border more secure. That has been a historic challenge. The number of migrant rescues and deaths also surpassed the record highs of fiscal year 2021. In total, there were 19,144 rescues, 663 deaths between October 1st, 2021 and August 6th of this year. There were 18,881 illegal alien rescues and 650 illegal alien deaths between October 21 and July 2022. The new numbers show the devastation is increasing. Well, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has deployed a federal team to New York to investigate a case of polio detected in Rockland County. On July 21st, the state health department announced an unvaccinated patient had a confirmed case of polio, the first in the U.S. in nearly a decade. Dr. Frank Esper from the Cleveland Clinic spoke to CBS News. The take-home message is still very reassuring. Vaccines work, and they work very, very well. But if we have less and less coverage of the vaccines within our community or within our nation, we're going to see more and more of these types of infections. The unvaccinated patient was infected by someone who received the oral polio vaccine, which is no longer used in the U.S. And unlike the polio vaccine given by injection, which uses an inactive virus, the oral vaccine uses a live weakened virus. An insect new to the United States called the lanternfly is threatening regional crops. Here's 77 WABC's Bob Brown. New York State agricultural officials warning about the growing spotted lanternfly population. It could cost the state millions of dollars to the wine industry. The colorful lanternfly was first seen in the area two years ago on Staten Island, but has now spread throughout the state, including Long Island and Rockland County. Our wine industry is estimated to have a value of about, or our grape and wine industry, I should say, has an estimated value uh, in the area of $300 million. The insect feeds on more than 70 plant species. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. The lanternfly spotted in nine states with the U.S. Department of Agriculture issuing orders to swat it if you spot it. Forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Heat advisory is posted until 8 tonight. Mostly sunny today. Our highs 90. The heat index 96. Light winds to 13 miles per hour. There's a 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms mid to late afternoon. Overnight, a 60% chance of rain, the low 76. And tomorrow, partly sunny, cooler, the high 79, with a 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms after 9 a.m. Right now, 82, mostly clear skies here in the Big Apple. Well, President Joe Biden seemed unfamiliar Monday with the specifics of the massive spending bill dubbed the Inflation Reduction Act. It totals over $740 billion. Senate Democrats passed it Sunday, saying it funds health care and God knows what else. Moments earlier, Biden misstated as well the size of last year's $1.2 trillion bipartisan 
infrastructure law while touring flood damage in Lock Creek, Kentucky. We've never done this before, but because of a number of things we got done on a bipartisan basis, like a billion, $200 million infrastructure project, like what we're doing today, what we passed yesterday, helping taking care of everything from health care to God knows what else. Biden spoke for only about four minutes while standing in front of a condemned mobile home on his first official trip since recovering from a rebound case of COVID-19. And at one point in his remarks, Biden actually suggested it may become possible to control the weather before jokingly telling his audience, which included Democratic Governor Andy Bashir and Representative Hal Rogers, that it was time to run laps. If passed, tens of billions of dollars from the Inflation Reduction Act would actually go towards hiring some 87,000 new Internal Revenue Service IRS agents. The chair of the National Republican Congressional Committee, Representative Tom Emmer, the Republican out of Minnesota, warns these new bureaucrats could be used to target conservative groups. And despite the name of the bill, it is unclear if this legislation would have any meaningful impact on record high inflation. Senator John Kennedy criticized the bill earlier this week. As a result of Senator Manchin's bill, and I hope I'm wrong in this, but I predict that uh, Joeflation, as some people call it, uh, will now refer to Joe Manchin, not President Biden. The bill passed in the U.S. Senate Sunday with VP Harris casting the Tie-breaking vote now heads to the House for a likely vote at the end of this week. The Joint Committee on Taxation reported that Americans making under $400,000 a year would have their taxes increased as a result of this act. A new book from Susan Glasser and Peter Baker, The Divider, claims that General Mark Milley, chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, torn to former President Donald Trump in a draft resignation letter, never sent The letter was written in 2020 in the days that followed an infamous Trump photo op right in front of St. John's Church near the White House. This photo op took place after law enforcement forcibly cleared people protesting police brutality and seeking racial justice from Lafayette Square. Trump spoke about the incident on Newsmax last August. When he went and took that walk and then he apologized because... The radical left started getting on him. I realized I had a loser, and I paid very little respect to him. He wasn't very good. Beforehand, Trump had threatened to deploy the military to quash nationwide protests. Milley wrote in the letter that recent events had led him to do deep soul-searching, adding that he could no longer faithfully support and execute the president's orders. Well, an anti-Trump Republican group launched a $1 million ad campaign Monday against Republican Senate candidate Herschel Walker. The former NFL player is running for a Senate seat in Georgia and is backed by the former president. The Republican Accountability PAC announced in a press release the ad campaign was part of a $10 million initiative to defeat anti-democracy Republicans in key battleground states and will also target Pennsylvania governor candidate Doug Mastriano. Walker, on his Twitter account, has repeatedly requested a debate with current Georgia Senator Raphael Warnock. I don't look like a politician. I don't sound like a politician. And frankly, I'm tired of politicians. So I'm not going to obey the demands of the elite press and the liberal establishment to stand in an empty room for a debate that's supposed to be about the people. And the Republican Accountability PAC has an entire campaign website aimed at defeating both Walker and Mastriano. 
Already serving life sentences, the father and son convicted of murdering Ahmaud Arbery in Georgia were both given an additional sentence of life in prison Monday on federal hate crime charges. Their neighbor was sentenced to 35 years in prison. A judge also required that 36-year-old Travis McMichael, Greg McMichael, who's 66, and William Roddy Bryan, who's 52, serve their sentences in state prison, not federal prison, as had been requested by their attorneys. Arbery's father, Marcus, spoke out following the sentencing. It was hard to look at them every day as a father. And they showed no morals for how they took his life. That's the thing that really bothered me real bad. And then they act for mercy. They didn't give him no mercy that day. That February the 23rd, that sunny hot day that day, they did not give him no mercy. Prosecutors sought life sentences for all three men. More U.S. funding for war-torn Ukraine. The Pentagon has announced a new $1 billion military aid package for war-torn Ukraine. This package includes more missiles for the HIMARS advanced rocket systems, a 1,000 more Javelin anti-tank weapons, 55,000 rounds of artillery for 155-millimeter howitzers and armored vehicles. The package uh, provides a significant amount of additional ammunition, weapons, and equipment, the types of which the Ukrainian people are using so effectively to defend their country. That's a spokesperson for the DOD, the Department of Defense. And this also comes as the U.S. is sending out an additional $4.5 billion in aid to the government of Ukraine, bringing the total amount of budgetary support to the country since it was invaded by Russia to $8.5 billion dollars according to the U.S. Treasury Department. 77 WABC time check. 5.50, Justin Ellick has a look at sports. Hey, Justin. Hey, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports updates. It's a good time now to exhale, Yankees fans. Things are looking a little better than they did 24 hours ago as the Yanks got back in the win column last night with a 9-4 win over the Mariners in the opener of a three-game set in Seattle. With the win, New York snapped its longest losing streak of the season at five games. Big 99 wasn't toying, toying around in this one as he stepped up to the dish in the ninth to remove any chance left at a sixth straight loss. 2-2. Judge drills that. Deep center field. Kelnick looking up. It is gone. Number 44 for Aaron Judge doing damage in Seattle once again. And the march to history gets a little closer. That call courtesy of the Yes Network, number 44 on the year for Judge. Still good for the MLB lead. Paired with a very solid performance on the bump from Jamison Tyon. Got the Yankees to the finish line to secure the win. Their lead in the AL East is back up to 10.5 games over the Blue Jays as they head into game two tonight in Seattle. Set for a 10-10 p.m. Eastern time start. Blockbuster matchup to look out for as Garrett Cole is set to take the hill against Seattle's ace, Luis Castillo. They'll be without the resurgent bat of Matt Carpenter and may have to do without him for the remainder of the season as a sturdy 36-year-old broke his left foot when he fouled the pitch off and off of it in the first inning, tough loss for the Yankees, and potentially a nightmare end to what has been a dream season for Carpenter up to this point. Now for the Metropolitans, ho-hum as they kept rolling last night at home against the Reds. Chris Bassett scattered eight eight hits over eight innings, and Starling Marte jacked a two-run shot in the first to get things off and running. Mets wouldn't look back from there as they'd bury Cincinnati by a score of 5-1, to one, securing their 13th victory in their last 15 contests. On top of that, New York has spent the last week pulling away from the second-place Atlanta Braves. Their NLE's first-place lead is now up to seven. Seven games. 
Game two of the series scheduled for tonight at 7.10 p.m. Carlos Carrasco is set to go for the Mets up against the Reds. Mike Miner and news out of the post this morning. It's me or them. Durant tells Nets owner Joe Tsai he will stay if Marks and Nash are fired. So some more developments out of the Kevin Durant sweepstakes out in Brooklyn. We'll update that as news uh, drops in that regard. Uh, for more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellig on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. The heat advisory is in effect till 8 tonight. Today, mostly sunny skies are highs 90. The heat index, 96. Light winds to 13 miles per hour. There's a 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms mid to late afternoon. The overnight low, 76, with a 60% chance of rain. And tomorrow, partly sunny day, the high, 79. So cooler tomorrow, 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms after 9 a.m. tomorrow. Right now, 82, mostly clear skies here in the Big Apple. Lou Dobbs has your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. Stock's still mixed in August. Investors betting on Fubo TV's sportsbook. Vaccines for COVID variants coming soon. Wall Street coming off another underwhelming session to begin the second week of trading in August. The Dow up just 29 points. The S&P and NASDAQ both flat on the day. NVIDIA's warning for the rest of the fiscal year sent other technology stocks lower. Fubo TV stock continues to climb up double digits in the last two sessions. The streaming television network has entered a first look deal with maximum effort productions founded by actor ryan reynolds fubo tv also launching its own sports book allowing users to bet on live sports through their app shares of pfizer partner biontech sank nearly 10 percent monday the company posted a 50 percent decline in revenue in the second quarter now pfizer says biontech is supposed to have a new vaccine ready as soon as october cisco reporting earnings today wall street expecting a 52 percent annual profit increase over the next five years. Please join me three times each weekday right here on this station. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Checking futures this morning. The down the green up 68 points at 32,860. S&P's risen eight. NASDAQ up 12 and three quarter points. Gold up a dollar 70 cents an ounce. Crude oil down a dollar twenty six at eighty nine dollars fifty cents a barrel. It's the WABC early news. Deborah Valentine with your seventy seven WABC early news. All good Samaritan shot in the foot after police say he tried to intervene during a robbery Monday on the Upper West Side at the Lincoln Convenience Store. That's at Broadway, right near Seventy Second Street. So. The brother of this 29-year-old man injured the customer, said he works at the nearby McDonald's. Four men stormed into the smoke shop and announced a robbery when this customer was there, shot when he tried to intervene. Roger Reyes works nearby, and he spoke to CBS, too. It tells you where the city's headed right now. It's like, you can't, you got to mind your business. The suspects fled with cash and an undisclosed amount of CBD oils. The man is home recovering after being treated at a hospital. It is unclear if these are the same suspects who also targeted the store on Friday around 630 in the morning, an investigation ongoing. A gang member previously arrested for attempted murder opened fire on a vehicle with a nine-year-old girl inside. This happened in Midtown over the weekend, according to police, 25-year-old Eric Garcia Released despite facing 21 charges, he ended up exchanging words with a 22-year-old driver at a red light at Park Avenue and East 50th Street 
Just before 2 a.m. on Sunday, Garcia was on foot at the time, and he is a member of the violent Chico gang. Police say he pulled out a gun and fired twice at the vehicle, but nobody was hit. It's not known what this dispute was about. The driver told cops he didn't even know this suspect. Garcia was arrested following a brief foot chase. The gun was found in his backpack, according to police. He's now charged with criminal possession of a loaded firearm as well as other charges. Well, the NYPD's hate crime task force is searching for a suspect in an anti-Asian attack. In this unprovoked attack, a 30-year-old man was punched in his head after anti-Asian statements were made. His nose was fractured in this attack near Stanton and Ludlow Streets. That's on the Lower East Side. The NYPD's hate crimes dashboard totals 51 incidents through the end of June with 55 arrests. Here's New York Congresswoman Grace Meng back in March. Our community is mentally and physically exhausted from being forced to endure this ongoing violence. We are tired, so tired of living in fear. The incident remains under investigation. So far, no arrests. Anybody with information asked to contact the NYPD's Crime Stoppers hotline at 1-800-577-TIPS. And the NYPD also asking for the public's help finding the man who punched a Queen's strap hanger without provocation while making anti-Hasidic remarks. The victim was aboard a southbound E-train. This happened at the Queen's Plaza station in Long Island City about 7.30 p.m. July 26th when the assailant struck him and then fled. There have been 149 incidents of hate crimes against Jews with 155 arrests from January 1st of this year through June 28th. Here's former New York State Assemblyman Dove Hykend back in April. The statistics speak loud and clear. Attacking Jews. Jews have to be afraid in New York. And the NYPD released surveillance images of the suspect taken on the platform of what appears to be the Jackson Heights Roosevelt Avenue station. And police have also released a sketch of this suspect. He's believed to be a man in his 30s, about five foot seven with a medium build. And you can take a look at that uh, video surveillance in the photo. It'll be up on our website, wabcradio.com. Well, a New Jersey hospital employee arrested on Sunday after a large cache of firearms and ammunition discovered inside of an unlocked closet at Hudson Regional Hospital in Secaucus, New Jersey. Police ended up arresting the hospital's marketing director, 46-year-old Elmwood, New Jersey Park resident Reuven Alan, a layoff at Newark Liberty International Airport on weapons charges when he was returning from Israel. Charges included possession of an assault firearm and two counts of possession of a high-capacity magazine. Three weeks ago, back on July 18th, the police responded to a bomb threat at that hospital and made the discovery during a security sweep of that unlocked closet. Investigators say inside they found an assault rifle, 11 handguns, 27 rifles and shotguns, in addition, a 14-round high-capacity hand magazine also recovered. The bomb threat was determined to be a hoax. The facility released a statement saying they do not know why those weapons were inside the hospital and an investigation is, in fact, ongoing. A new borough-wide program announced in Queens. It'll help show that the city-run curbside composting program is not a waste of resources, according to New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Adams announcing Monday that all Queens residents will receive weekly collection of yard waste, food scraps, and food-soiled paper products beginning in the fall. 
cities are the future. I say this all the time, and when I speak with uh, my uh, colleagues across the country, uh, we know that it is in the cities that we're going to make a determination of how not only do we protect the environment, but protect our citizens for the future. The Queens composting program will be the largest in the nation. It begins October 3rd. However, the program will shut down from December to March when there is little yard waste. New Yorkers can require the uh, separate bags and bins from the city. Well, crowds center at Jones Beach Monday as shark sightings continue and the dangers of rip currents exist. Two sharks spotted off a of Rockaway Beach at Beach 73rd Street Monday. Christopher Papero is manager of the Marine Science Center at Stony Brook, Southampton. He spoke to the 77 WABC Early News and offered some tips about how to avoid being bitten by a shark. Maybe not swim at dawn and dusk. You know, that's times when sharks tend to feed a little bit more. Uh, they feed on schooling fish, such as bunker, the Atlantic menhaden. Uh, if you see a giant school of these fish, which is easy to see, they usually spend a lot of time up at the surface, maybe not go swimming at that point. And there is also a stern warning from lifeguards to swimmers amid an increase of strong rip currents as well. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center Heat Advisory till 8 p.m. Mostly sunny today, the high 90, but the heat index 96, light winds to 13 miles per hour. There's a 50% chance of a late afternoon shower or thunderstorm overnight, a 60% chance of rain, the low 76, and partly sunny tomorrow, much cooler, the high 79, with a 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Right now, 82 mostly clear skies here in the Big Apple. Olivia Newton-John there, who soared to international fame in Greece, has died after a three-decade battle with metastatic breast cancer. Olivia's husband, John Easterling, says a 73-year-old died peacefully at a ranch in Southern California Monday morning, surrounded by family and friends. Her Greece co-star, John Travolta, released a statement about Olivia's passing, saying, My dearest Olivia, you made all of our lives so much better. Your impact was incredible. I love you so much, and we will see you down the road, and we will all be together again. Yours from the first moment I saw you and forever. You're Danny, you're John. And if you missed our top five of five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.